The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. You always live your life never thinking of the future. Prove yourself. This is yes? Okay, well, I totally know this song. Yes. 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 All right, many of our listeners, and thank you very much for your suggestions. Many naming this another tune saying, you might not know the band, but if you listen to this tune or that tune. Yeah, it's probably one of those things where you kind of think to yourself like, oh, you know, ever... Heard of Lindsey Buckingham, right? right. And you think to yourself, like, I don't know Lindsey Buckingham. And then you, there we go. <laughs> and G gave it another pump there. Yeah. <laughs> and you realize Lindsey Buckingham is just uh, uh, Stevie Nicks' sidekick, right? Oh, is that a fact? Yeah, I, th- I believe so. Lindsey Buckingham's the guitarist. Now, Stevie listen, Nicks. speaking of musicians. Yes. And I saw this on Twitter today, and I'll just go ahead and be honest. I saw uh, that there was a, the death of uh, the front man to the band Lincoln Park and I googled it because honestly again didn't know who that was and that's totally understandable then I came to work and we're just putting together uh, the show and this death meant a lot to you think of it for me like this is like my John Lennon dying Hmm. like it's really it really sucks because this is this band kind of uh, in such a way do you remember back in maybe I think it was the 80s when people thought it was silly when Errol Smith did something with Run DMC. Yeah, I remember that. Right? And everyone's like, well, that's kind of cool, but nobody really took it seriously, right? Lincoln Park uh, ended up making that a full-time thing where they put rock and they put rap together and they made amazing albums out of it. I mean, they're Grammy Award-winning artists. They're, you know, they've won so much. But uh, it, this, this hit me uh, a lot harder than uh, other celebrity deaths. Because this was like the guy that I idolized and looked up to. How old are you, Brandon? I am uh, 26, and he's 41. I didn't realize you were that young. Yeah, I'm 26. Okay, so among 20 to 30-year-olds, this is, as you just said, this would be my John Lennon. Because if you were to ask me the death of what um, musician really hit you, um, I was in university when John Lennon died, and I was floored. Floored, yeah. And and for me and many my age, I'm sure, because it put to an end any hope of the Beatles getting back together, which if you were a Beatles fan at all as I was, you had hoped. Now, let me ask you a different question, though. Yeah. Um, do you think, and I saw a couple of people in our business, in the media, tweeting out that the headline shouldn't have been uh, the method of death. He's, he committed suicide. He hung himself. Right. Uh, and, and people tweeted out saying that's not the headline, that the right way to handle that news story is to say that he's died and then in the body of the story explain how he died. But there were those in our business that felt that that shouldn't be the headline. What do you, what do you think? It's going to come out anyway. Yeah. Right? Um, I get in our business you want clicks and maybe that's the way to do it. Uh, you know, we didn't know for a long time that, uh, you know, David Bowie's cause of death, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't know for a long time uh, Robin Williams' cause of death, which was another one that hit me pretty hard, too. Mm-hmm. But then you, fi- you then you found out about it, and then it just becomes another headline. So if you know about it right away, why don't you give people all the information right away, whether sure. or not be in a headline or in the story of the body. But regardless, it sucks, 
for you, yeah. Like this whole, this whole, the whole situation sucks, and I get why people are criticizing. I mean, there's, there's people criticizing us. Uh, I guess during Oilers Now when it was first announced for playing the music. So yeah, I, I saw texts as I came in um, because I fire up the way our texting system works. I, is I can look at just texts sent to this show, or I can look at all texts. So often, what I will do is look at all texts when I first sit down, so that I can see if any texts were coming in for us in the minutes before we went to air. So in those minutes, I saw several texts. So was, and the criticism was, and I want to ask you about this too, because I'm just curious as to your opinion and to our listeners at 6.30, 6.30 as well, people saying, well, this shouldn't even get airtime because he committed suicide. Right. And, and that, you know, I, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I do want to sort of get the opinion of texters out there, people suggesting that that's... Uh, basically a spineless way to die. Selfish way to die. Selfish way to die. Selfish to his family, to his six children, to his wife, to his fans. And then others arguing. And this all from Bob, just playing a tune, by the way. As far as I know, Bob didn't go in depth into this conversation. Why would he on Oilers now? But I think simply by mentioning it and playing a tune, people are arguing with themselves, basically. They're texting us um, that we shouldn't even carry this story because... He committed suicide. And others are arguing that the the bigger conversation is mental health. And that's... And addiction. And I, and I think, well, the problem with Chester Bennington, who was the front man for, mm -hmm. uh, for Lincoln Park, uh, he's been struggling with um, alcohol abuse and drug abuse for years. And he's never, he's never hid that fact. Mm -hmm. You know, just much like, uh, you know, Robin Williams never hid the fact that he was depressed. Mm -hmm. Right? And... Uh, and I guess you could really go back to a lot of these, because we've had so many in the past two years, you know, people that have meant a lot to us, whether it be growing up, whether it be like, you know, in terms of pop culture, the music that we listen to, the shows that we watched, everything, you know, where they perceive somebody that you want, right? But really deep down, doesn't matter how rich, mm -hmm. how famous, doesn't matter how comfortable you are in life, that mental illness does affect anyone. It doesn't mm -hmm. discriminate. Right. And um, and I guess going back to it, uh, you know, should that be the headline? Yeah. Yeah, it should be because it's it's awareness. Right. You know, why do we have to sweep this under the rug? No, I don't it, think anybody's it, suggesting we should sweep under the rug the cause of death. They're just suggesting that using... That you hide it from the headline? No, no, that you not include it in the headline simply because, I mean, it's a minor point, really, but it's, I think the theory being that, look, the information will be in the body of the story, but you're using someone's suicide, so in other words, you're using their mental health issue to get your clicks. Right. I understand as a business aspect, mm -hmm. right? As a personal aspect, it sucks. Yeah. Right? Especially the fact that, like, this guy actually meant a lot to me. Mm -hmm. Not just, uh, right. you know, it wasn't just another death for me kind of thing, right? You know, but, yeah, should it be hidden from the headlines? I, you know, maybe the big guy at the company, the head of the company will tell you otherwise. They'll say, no, that has to be in there. Going back to your conversation about having an average Joe... Mm -hmm. Shouldn't be in there. Yeah, probably not. And here's the thing, too. So there's and, really no right answer. Right. And the only reason we're talking about this today, um, obviously because it happened today, but because I saw it on Twitter, clicked on it, uh, then did some research, honestly, to determine who it was. 
and what the method of death was. And then having done that, I was done. I had no intention of bringing it onto the show at all right. because it has no... Has no meaning to you. It, yeah, it yeah. didn't it resonate with me. I didn't know who it was. I haven't heard of the band. I'm not familiar with their songs. I did understand in in researching video that he did do or their band did do I mean one of the videos was uh, him taking on JC or something like that right but it was your reaction when I got to work because you basically wanted to lead with this you it was that important it's, to it's you it's big it's huge right now because it's this is like my like I said it's my generation of John Lennon nearly dying right mm -hmm. at least that's the way I perceive it others may think it's somebody else right because right. uh, this is this arrow is called new metal Right. Uh, some people may say that Jonathan Davis is one of the big uh, hitters for it, uh, who's uh, the lead singer of Corn. Okay. If you ever know Corn, um, or even could it be Slipknot, you know, uh, like the, the lead singer there, Corey. They, you may say that he's like the leader of new metal, but this is kind of like, remember when grunge came out and everyone was saying, okay, it's it's got to be like these three bands. It's Nirvana, it's Pearl Jam, and it's uh, Soundgarden, right? So for for this kind of generation of new music, it was Linkin Park, it was Korn. Right. You know, it was, uh, you know, even going back, you could even say Limp Bizkit. Yeah. I know he didn't last very long, right? <laughs> but you could even say, because he re it was a revolutionary type of music. Okay. And it brought people to, uh, it, like, it, it just... It was there. It was the best thing that was out at the time, you know, unless you were into boy bands, because that was during the whole boy band era, I guess, wow. during Baxter Boys and NSYNC. Speaking of diametrically opposed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about it, and Brandon, I basically wanted to talk about it because it was important to you, and I know that despite what many think about 630 Chad, our demographic actually ranges from 12 to 120. So I, I just, if it's important to you, it's probably important to a lot of our listeners. I know it's not important to all of our listeners, but I did want to uh, take the time and talk about it. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll check in with Morley Scott down in Hamilton. Coming up on 3.50, we're going to make room for the Dinette and Patio pregame show as the Hamilton Tie Cats are hosting our Edmonton Eskimos in Hamilton. Joining us on the line right now, the voice of your Edmonton Eskimos, Morley Scott. Hey, Morley. Hey, how you doing, Andrew? Not too bad. Hey, listen, let me spare you some uh, time here. Yeah. Uh, let me sum it up for you. So, a <laughs> couple of things to look at, I oh, guess. this is going to be good. <laughs> Tie Cats have lost nine of their last ten games. Correct. That stretches back to the 2016 East semifinal in which we knocked them out. Six in a row in, in <laughs> that stretch. That's right. And then, of course, we lost to the Red Blacks, who went on to beat Calgary in the Great Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I know there's been some criticism of uh, how we won our last game, the Eskimos. But if you look at the stats, Edmonton has allowed the fewest yards per game game of any team in the CFL, and the Ticats are ranked last in the CFL in points allowed and net yards allowed per game, so it could actually end up being a pretty interesting matchup. Uh, yeah, the uh, the Ticats, more specifically, Andrew, are last in points scored and right. last in points allowed, so they're right now bad on both sides of the football, <laughs> yeah. I guess. but... As they say, you know, uh, the games aren't played on paper, right? It's it's going to be played on the field. So uh, we'll see how it works out. Uh, they did, we'll, I will say this, Hamilton did play, of their three games, they did play a pretty good first half against the BC Lions, played their best game of the season against the BC Lions. I mean, they were averaging 208 yards a game in offense through the first two games. So that's, what, 416 yards. They had, like, 424 yards alone in the game against uh, the BC Lions. So they are 
very capable of putting it together, and they still have some pretty good playmakers. They still have Zach Kolaris, who uh, is amongst the highest-paid players in the Canadian Football League and a guy that a lot of people just two years ago until he got injured in a game here against the Eskimos when he ripped his knee up. Many people were saying he was going to be the MOP that year and the best player in the league. So mm. they have the capability of turning it around, and there's no way. There is absolutely no way the Eskimos will or can take this game uh, anything less than giving their 100% preparation and effort. And, and, you know, Will Hill, of course, will be returning, right? He's the player who got the one-game suspension. Yep. Yeah, for grabbing a referee, and he's right. uh, he's only played a couple of games in the CFL, but uh, he's proven to be pretty good. He's played two games. He he's got ten tackles. He's blocked two kicks already. Uh, he's got a couple tackles for loss. He's got quarterback pressures. He's a guy who, in his two games, we've already learned, as well as being around the officials a lot, he's around the football a lot. So he's a guy that uh, will come back in and allow uh, allow the Tiger Cats to be a better team defensively. Let me ask you this because it's been quite some time since I was in Hamilton on a game day, but. Uh, Hamilton can be, in my estimation, and you, this, again, is years ago that I was there, Hamilton embraces their tie cats oh, yeah. like Edmonton embraces their Eskimos. And if you're in downtown Hamilton, it's like The Walking Dead. I, there's just all these people in tie cat jerseys walking <laughs> down to... Now, I know they have a new stadium you now. Know what I, you know what I love about it? The new stadium is right where the old one is, except oh, okay. they just, they, they just kind of turned it about 45 degrees, I believe, just so they could get more wind gusts in here, I think. But uh, it's right smack dab in the middle of a neighborhood. And and honestly, I'm sitting here in the press box right now, Andrew, and all I can, as I look out to my left, I just see houses. All the those Ontario brick houses, you know, those yep. row houses, they're just all over the place here. And they all have porches, and they all have tiger cat flags yep. on their porches and the neighborhood has really welcomed the tiger cats well they've been here for a long time right ivor wind was here and that that stadium was around forever and the neighborhood is, has really uh, welcomed them and absorbed them and they've just become a part of especially this area of hamilton i mean you'd be surprised there, there's there's people who are you know they have the flags up they they're parking cars on their grass for ten dollars okay twenty dollars and uh yeah it's just a big part of uh the town and, and you know this is one of two towns that are like that and i think maybe the biggest reason for that is because there's no nhl team here just like in regina there's no nhl yeah team that's there. a fair comparison so. honestly yeah i was gonna i thought you were gonna say edmonton but yeah no that's a really fair comparison and uh a working it's a blue collar town hamilton Absolutely. And they absolutely. love their tie cats. You're absolutely right. I was so shocked when I was there. Everybody had a tie cat jersey on game day. I mean, it was like... Yeah, it is. It is. There's there's nowhere else. And, and, I, and I think it's because uh, Hamilton and Regina are a little bit smaller than most of the other cities that right. have teams. And it is the biggest event of the day here. When you go to Toronto and Edmonton and Vancouver and wherever else around the CFL, there's usually other things going on, too. There can be an Eskimo game going on at Commonwealth, and there could be a concert going on at Rogers Place. Right, and they're both going to be very well attended. And it, but in in Hamilton and Regina, you notice it more than anywhere else. Game day is a pretty special day, and there's people who have been waiting for game day, and there's people who are excited for game day, and there's people who are who are buying those those Tiger Cat donuts <laughs> yeah. at Tim Hortons, and yeah. there's people who are excited to come to the football game and are kind of planning their week and their day around it. Absolutely. And, that, and I, don't get me wrong, that happens in every city in the Kingdom sure. Football League. It's just in in I find in Hamilton and Regina, you just notice it more. I think. It's just because it's a smaller community. Yeah, makes sense. Now, I've got to keep us on time so that your show launches on time. So I've got less, than a, that. less than a minute here. Uh, what do you got coming up on the pregame show? Uh, we are going to hear from uh, Sean White, uh, who talks about not 
enjoying his playing time in this stadium. A lot of players don't like playing here because of the wind situation and everything. Mike Riley will talk about that as well. We're going to talk with uh, Eskimos president and CEO Len Rhodes. Uh, Drew Edwards from Three Down Nation on the Hamilton Spectator will join us. And Dave's here. We'll have Blake on the phone. And we'll just get you set over a 90-minute stretch for the Eskimos and the Tiger Cats tonight from Hamilton. Good stuff, Morley. Thanks for this, and have a great game. Thanks, Andrew. Talk to you later. You betcha. All right, so that's about it for us. In 30 seconds, we're handing it over to the newsroom, and they'll hand it back uh, to the Dinette and Patio pregame show with Morley Scott. You heard what's coming up. Sounds like a great show. I think it's going to be a really good game. Seriously, Hamilton so embraces their team, it's unbelievable. Well, uh, And then just two hours up the road, they couldn't care less, right? Well, the uh, Pigs can Pete, I think, is their their mascot. Getting back to mascots. (laughs) But, I mean, Hamilton attracts so much. I think uh, Martin Short's a big fan. That's right. And because of that, Tom Hanks is a big Mm -hmm. fan. You know, and everybody knows Oski Wee Wee, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd have to agree with uh, with Morley in saying that it is like the Riders because they don't have an NHL team. Good stuff. We'll do it all again tomorrow at 2. Until then, uh, enjoy the rest of your evening and go Eskimos. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.